Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing German Shuffle number four. Hello to the shuffle. So get those uh, iPods out. And your dancing shoes. <laughs> Go to shuffle mode. <laughs> Press play. Again, the shuffle is just going to be random topics sprinkled like on a cake. Yeah, and the cake is your ears. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Stop talking. Today's episode is once again brought to you by Lingoda, the number one trusted European language school, which helps you to learn a second language online, such as German, French, Spanish, English, and even business English. You're taught with real teachers and a real class with a maximum of five students. Lingoda is preparing for an amazing offer called The Sprint. Their Super Sprint classes, unfortunately, are already sold out. However, there are still spaces for their Sprint classes. If you attend 15 classes per month for three months, you will receive a 50% refund of the course cost. These online Sprint classes start on April 28th, but you must sign up before April 16th, so do so now. Go to Lingoda.com or find the Lingoda link on our website. Use our discount code AGDW to get a 10 euro discount on the deposit. Uh, let's go. Okay. Here we are. This is episode six zero. 60. Wow. Big. I don't know. You guys are getting bored because it's, it's like, not that it seems exciting. like every other day we're like episode 40. Episode I 50. know. But for us, 60. It's pretty cool to have 60 episodes or something. That's that's more. That's over a year. Like, you know, it's pretty huge. It's big. Yeah. It's weird when you hear like, uh, you'd hear like David Letterman and he'd be like, this is episode 5,425. Yeah, well, and, and that's like that for us, you know, yeah. 60 is a big number. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how it, <laughs> that's how it feels for us. So, um, and, and big it, deal. It is a big deal. I'm, I'm pretty excited to have 60 episodes. Like we said before, in like 50 and 40 and 30 episodes, we didn't expect to get to 60. So that's pretty cool. We're here. Yeah. And a German shuffle, I think is perfect for a nice round number like 60 because who doesn't yeah, I think love so. a good shuffle come yeah, on we've gotten good feedback on a shuffle so uh we're gonna keep uh shuffling it up with some i think pretty interesting things that could be useful and some things that are not useful at all but hey but they are uh icing for your ears they're icing and sprinkles <laughs> for the cake that is your ears we are not good at metaphors let's stop talking <laughs> let's get into the usual news before we hit the topic thank you to tessa rose 487 for the amazing five-star review she's also sent us a few messages and uh and we linked that the messages and review with the same person wow really lovely really nice thank you so much and she's super nice so thanks tessa we now like let's you. go into the usual depressing corona news oh now, my gosh the amount of daily cases of corona in germany unfortunately have been rising at a pretty alarming rate. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the third wave, uh, so-called. In Berlin, for example, the uh, general incident rate has gone up to around 140, yeah. which is rough. And in some districts, such as uh, Al Alex's, Neukölln, it's around 200, which yeah. is amazing. Now, to put in some perspective, the Ger German government was hoping to see Less than fifty, a uh, less than a fifty incident rate, in order to start easing restrictions. So right at the beginning of March, they're like, "Hey, we might, you know, get to fifty. Get to fifty soon. We are now triple slash quadruple that. So yeah, good stuff. Yay. Yeah, not not very good. Um, the German government has now made it mandatory for anyone flying to Germany from any country, regardless of whether it's a high risk or not, to produce a negative test, a corona test, at the airport in the uh, departure country. The test has to be taken like no more than 48 hours prior to the flight. So they're trying to get more strict with these things. 
But um, I think sometimes it just feels like there's, it's just never going to end. But that's important information because I know a lot it of is, you yeah. are going back to the States uh, for, for uh, spring and stuff like that. And just know before you could arrive in Germany, then get a test and show No, it's like, no, no, no. You have to get your test. show that negative test at the airport. With an official so, approval from the test person. Whatever the official stamp, right. stampage is. Restrictions in Germany due to COVID are now tightening, you know, as we mentioned, as the numbers are going up. Mm. Hamburg, for example, has instituted a uh, daily curfew uh, citywide. Crazy. And in Berlin, a negative corona test result is now required in any non-essential shops just to enter the store. However, uh, these do not include essential shops, which are food markets, gas stations, drugstores, spätis. But anything beyond that, you will need to go get a test and bring that result with you. And home tests do not count. Right. It's, it's honestly, it's so wild. And there has also been more uh, vaccines ordered for April. And now in Germany, Americans are going to find this crazy. But now in Germany, home doctors are able to give the vaccine where before you could only get the vaccine at an official vaccine center. And so in April now, doctors, you know, the doctor you go see to be like, hey, I have an hour. They can now give you the, uh, the, 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 the vaccine, which is pretty cool. But, you know. In the U.S., you can get it at grocery stores, at drug stores, at pretty much anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. But anyways, Jeff, I hope that you've been having, you know, an okay week. I haven't seen you in a little while. Yeah, I did. And uh, the usual, you know, work and hanging out and, you know, and the limited things that we're allowed to do. Uh, So I really don't have much in terms of an update personally. Uh, It just, uh, it is what it is. I'm healthy and corona free. What else can I say? That's good. You know, yeah, that's what it is. Time, Time flies when you're not doing anything. We've been doing nothing or for a whole like year. a never-ending slodge <laughs> circle of yeah. sadness. What, and about, what about you? Yeah, about the same. Um, not a lot going on. <laughs> Again, for the second time, my vaccine that I took, the AstraZeneca, has now been... Uh, again, stopped in Germany for people under 60 years old. Right. Considered not safe, for example, for people like you who has one dose already inside their body. Right. Uh, but they did say that, I guess, if you got the first dose, you can go to your doctor and get a note being like, they can get the second dose. So hopefully I'll be, be able to get the second dose mm. in June. But for the next three months, at least I'm like 80% immune. So that's pretty sweet. Mm. What if they do determine that uh, there is the blood clot risk? Are you going to get that second dose? That's a question. Uh, I mean, probably not. I'll probably try to see if I can get another one. I don't know. I have no mm. idea. Everything's yeah. in the air. And can, you, can you mix these vaccines? I don't know. Like uh, That's also being tested tested at the moment too. So honestly, Jeff, I don't know. I don't know anything. Let's move uh, on. Let's move on to the good stuff. The good stuff. Today we've we got happy. an amazing bottle of whiskey that we do. seems very interesting. So and, and what, we're happy, we, guys. what do we have? We have a hammerhead. And Jeff, we're going from around the world. And this is a Czech whiskey. From the Czech Republic, yes. former Czechoslovakia. Exactly. And this is aged, believe it or not, 23 years and it says a Czech vintage single malt whiskey. So this one, uh, I looked it up, has a kind of interesting story. So this was bottled in 1989, or distilled in 1989, before uh, the Berlin Wall fell down in just Czechoslovakia. Before, just before, like yeah. Just before. And I guess um, when the wall opened up and east go to west and all those things happened, it kind of got forgotten about. And then- You mean like the barrels of the whiskey? The barrels of whiskey just got forgotten about. And they found them in 2007. Um, I think it was 2007. And then they're like, let's, you know, sell these like liquid gold. You know, they found so many barrels. Let's bottle these babies. Yeah. And so they bottled them and now they're selling them. 
And uh, the bottle's not the most pretty bottle in the world. I see what they're trying to do. It, it, like, it, they're trying to go like overly masculine. Yeah. And it looks kind of like an extreme like craft beer kind of like, hey, yeah. we're, we're, I don't know, hammerhead. It looks no. like an American craft beer, especially because like the A and the D and the R and the holes, they have like stars instead. It's not the best looking bottle, it, but they, I'm they really excited go, to try it. They did not go the classy whiskey route, which is fine. Which is, hey, everyone it's, just, it's, yeah, but well, I'm not... I do not judge by the cover. I judge by the liquid on my tongue. Exactly. And how much was this, Jeff? It was not that expensive either for a 23-year uh, It was 60-something euro. It might have been oh, six, okay. 68 euro. I don't okay, that, that, that's that's decent price then. That, that's, for, a, that's about where it should be, I think, for that. For 23 years. 23 years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If it's awful, maybe not. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I'm very excited. Uh, I check whiskey. I'm loving this whiskey around the world. It's fun. So fun. It's super fun. So let's pop this guy open. Ready? Ooh, mm. that was a nice little pop. Nice little sharp. Bloop, bloop. Okay. Oh, hello. Not a strong uh, sm uh, odor, smell? No, let's see. No, not at all, actually. Yeah, but let's, let's see what we got. Cheers. Cheers. Smooth, really smooth. Mm, much stronger taste, actually, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I like it so far. That's after tasty. That first sip. Yeah. Good first impression. Yeah, slow burn, like a bold flavor. I'm, yeah, I'm digging it. It's a bold flavor. If you, like this one you can you can taste through the nose, which in the in the uh, the, um, what, the the vini whatever it was last week. The Italian whiskey. The Italian whiskey. I, it just wasn't anything there. This actually, I'm still after my first sip, I can still taste it in my head. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, and then before we get started, of course, um, if you are a fan of the podcast, we would appreciate a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you think it's worth five stars. And you can find all of our Instagrams, our Facebooks, all of our email stuff on our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. And all the links and all the tidbits and everything are there for you to click on. Yeah. So why have us tell you any addresses? Just just go and click. Exactly. And if you want to know what these whiskey bottles look like, there's a whole whiskey bottle section with our ratings and pictures of the whiskey that we work really hard on. It's fun stuff. And, and one final thing. By the time this episode comes out, yes. uh, we will be uh, guests on a, a separate podcast called True. Understanding Train Station which of course was created by uh, Felicia, the host of the very popular YouTube channel and a, a German, a German girl, girl in, in America. America. It's hard because it's the reverse of what we say. Yes. But yeah, a German girl in America. Uh, she started a YouTube channel. Uh, sorry, a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. She started the podcast about two months ago. Yeah. And uh, Felicia and her co-host, Josh, good friend of hers, they invited us to be guests on their podcast. So yeah. go check that out. That is Understanding Train Station. That's it. That's it. Moving it was, on. It was really fun. So uh, check it out. It was a good time. Um, but in the meantime, Jeff, before you guys check that out, how about you listen to this episode, which is German Shuffle Numa Fia. Go ahead four. and press play on that classic iPod you have. Can I do it? Can I? No. Wait. No, because. Wicker, wicker. No, we're good. Okay. Uh, so first one, Jeff, what, what, what's the first song on this shuffle? Hmm? Ooh, it's all about... The police station. That's the mm. first song. This is just okay. a, a story I'm going to throw at you guys, and, and it might happen to you if you live in a large city in Germany, which if you move to Germany, it's probably what's going to happen. It's probably where you're moving to, yeah. Uh, you know, as you said, we, or as we said, we live in Berlin. Uh, I've said that many times. Yeah. And, you know, bicycles are unfortunately stolen in Berlin. Yes, often. At an alarming rate. <laughs> um, Very alarming rate. It's, yes. Um, sometimes you get lucky. Like one bike I have now for the past 
eight years, never stolen. Use it nice. almost daily. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't, I just don't take my bike out because I don't want it to get stolen. I get too nervous. <laughs> That's a sad life to live. Like, if I go to the park, I'll take with me. But if I, if I bike to like a bar or a restaurant, I have to lock it up outside. I'm always like looking through the window, making sure no one's just taking it. Just get a proper lock, then you never have to worry. I have a good lock, but you know. No, no, but I mean, get like a lock, you know, like a, like a proper, the if you get the kryptonite, forget about it, mm. the, then you literally forget about it. Really? Yeah. Like, like, a, like a talent, forget about it. Yeah, and with those locks, if your bike is ever stolen, they actually will pay you for your bike back. That's fantastic. Maybe I'll do that. But yeah, bikes Anyways. are stolen very often. Anyway, so unfortunately, about a week ago, um, uh, my uh, a, a bike that I had bought uh, for my uh, uh, girlfriend, mm. unfortunately, was stolen uh, yes. right outside of her kita, you know. The kindergarten. She left work to go back home and whoops empty spot no bike you know and it was funny because i was actually with you when that happened and she called you and and you looked outside to make sure she didn't maybe she didn't ride her bike to work that day yeah that's well, what happens never... when your bike gets stolen you always kind of like you check the same spot again like maybe you know maybe i parked it over here even though you've never parked in that area before yeah and, and like your brain makes things up and honestly it's um it's, I don't know, it's a very violating feeling because, you know, yeah. in, in Germany or in, especially in Berlin, your bike is basically your car. And it's the same as if you had this car that you've worked on and you've maintained for years and years and years. And then suddenly it's just, you go outside and it's just not in your driveway anymore. It's just, it, yeah, it just feels wrong. Yeah, you know? it sucks. It really sucks. Um, so anyway, so her, her bike was fortunately stolen and, you know, going through the process of, you know, uh, the insurance and all that. And to do that, that required a, a visit to the Polizei, mm. got to do the old uh, Fun. police report, which is an interesting experience. Maybe a few of you will might have to do, unfortunately, at some yeah. point. Um, it's it's not as bad as it seems. You know, you kind of, you show up and, you know, usually they're behind, well, actually, not always, they're behind the bulletproof glass. And they basically just say like, what the hell do you want? Yep. And you, <laughs> and you explain like, oh, my bike was stolen. I want to file a report. And they're like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> but then they buzz you into the the next room, you know, and you kind of sit there for like ten minutes until they finally decide to get up and come over. But I, I had a really nice guy, a fairly uh, young police officer, mm. and again, they're pretty um, honest with you. You know, we did the report, yeah. and he's and he's like, uh, "You do know, right, that um, the odds of us finding this bike are not, let's say, high." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." I, I know you're not going to find it. I'm just, I just need it for the, for the, insurance. For the church, for yeah. church claim. And he's like, okay, good. Just making sure. Because basically like, I gave, like I gave him a picture of the bike, but it's like, okay, so you're looking It's a blue bike in a city of 3.8 million people. Yeah. And he was asking like, do you know the serial number? No. Are there any like special identification, identifying marks in the bike? Not really. No. And he's like, eh, okay. But you know, they, they take the report and they give you the piece of paper. They give you a kind of a one page receipt which is what you scan and give to right. your insurance company. That's pretty pretty painful process. I was there maybe 15 minutes. And what I, what I did like is, because um, we've talked about language learning a few times, uh, there's those times where people will switch to English. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it was, you know, with my California accent, it's obvious I am not a native German speaker and I was probably making a few mistakes here or there. But through the entire encounter, he maintained the German. That's nice. Because I understood him, him, he understood me. And he just, no reason to switch. Yeah, and I, yeah. so I, I appreciated that. So it was a nice little trip to the Polizei. Nice. I, I I went once when my phone got stolen off a table at a coffee shop, mm. and I went. I, I tried chasing someone, didn't find them. So I went to the police, and I was Wait, like, "So you ran after no one?" Well, I knew what general direction that he went. I think, and I was like, mm. running, Did you run? And I was asking, I was like, "Did you see a guy with a hat?" Like, yeah, that way. So like sprinting, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like tackle that guy? I don't know. I'm not gonna do that. Wait, you knew he had a hat? Yeah. 
Okay, so you knew who did it. I know who did it because I did this, this scam of, uh, I think it was on our scam episode where they have a piece of paper. Oh, they put and it they show it to you and they put it over your phone and take the phone with them. Yeah, it's pretty good scam. And then I noticed like three minutes later, 30 mm. seconds later, how, however long so it was. So he was pretty good at, at his uh, scamage. He was, yes. Yeah. So I went to the police as well and uh, they actually told me, they did the whole report and the woman's like, we might call you in a few days for a lineup to identify the person. I was like, there's no way you're doing a lineup for a stolen phone. How are you going to call me if I don't have my phone? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, needless to say, I did not go in for a lineup, but I really wanted to. I wanted to have like a law and order moment, you know? Mm. Like, it was him. But in general, was it a good experience uh, yeah, doing the police they, report? They were very nice. Pretty painless? Yeah. It was pretty painless. I think it was, it was kind of more... I When I went there, I, I was kind of like... It was my first year in Berlin, my first year in, in a new city. So I, that's kind of when I learned like, this is not worth their time. Like they don't, they don't care, but they were nice. Yeah, but everyone's much like, yeah. we're not, you're not getting your phone back. Yeah. I mean, it, true, but I think they see things like that. Somebody walks in probably every 10 minutes to report something True, and, and probably even like things that are less of a chance of them solving. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think they're, they're not like, they're very used to it. You know what I mean? They're like, That's true, yeah. okay, legally I got to fill out this paper. Okay. Like great, I, I, I didn't speak a lick of German and they were still really nice to me and spoke oh, to me. So yeah, it, it was a nice experience. It was very also nice. Mitzo, it's a nice area. But yeah, that's the that's the polizei. Little fun. Excellent. Let's go to track a dose. Track or two. Tie. Um, what is the second track on this shuffle? So when I went to get my um, my corona uh, vaccine, I forgot about this little thing that Germany has, which I find hilarious, and it's called an impf pass. Why hilarious? It actually makes total sense. Uh, because in the states, everything's on computers, and so what this is, it's it's a it's a it's a pass like a document, a little booklet. And it has like a list of all the um, possible vaccines you can get. And that's where doctors will sign their name and check it off what date, whatever had it. Right. It's this yellow little book and people had them for like 20, 30 years. And I had to buy, an, I had to buy one because I've never gotten a vaccine here. Um, and so I bought one on Amazon for like five euro. Which is also yellow. Yeah, it's yellow. Yeah, it's a little yellow book about... Mm, about the size of a passport. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because... I told my German friends, like, oh, I have to get myself an pass. And they're like, what, what about you want from the States? I'm like, well, in the States, you know, we use computers. I keep all of our documents but, in computers. But I don't to, need a but to be piece fair, of paper. But to be fair, there is no centralized computer that knows everything that you've gotten. Like, basically, like, if you go to the drugstore and you get a vaccination, that drugstore has you on file. But they don't share that information with your doctor or whoever. So there's probably, like eight different computers that help you. So there, so there actually is no central way where they know everything that you've gotten. So in fact, this book is actually better in the sense. I just find it so difficult to have this one book Yeah. Um, with everything on it from like when you were a baby up until, you know, you're 70 years old, you have this one yellow book. And if you lose it, it's like you're shit out of luck. It's gone. Well, I'm sure the individual doctors will have records and you could like, you know, go call, 40 years retrospectively and call somebody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's the thing is like, it's a book basically with like a lot of these pages with, you know, grids written on them. And literally a lot of the ones I went in for the doctor's hands, write. So it's like, you could easily forge that. That's the thing too. Like you can like, like I think almost all of mine, they're like handwritten notes where he wrote like, uh, he got vaccinated for not malaria, but it was some, it was some like typhoid Typhoid or something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but you know, but it's like handwritten. Um, and yeah, and you're like, okay, this seems like, not super official, you know? Yeah, that's um, the thing. I mean, I think now they're putting stickers in, these white stickers with something on it. Like when I got my my vaccine, I had like a sticker on it with the 
handwritten note from the doctor or whatever. And like my name's not even on the pass. They didn't even look because I forgot to write my name on it. It's, wow. it's, it's, it's very bizarre. Yeah. Because there's a spot for like name, date of birth, like where you're from. But like I, mine was just empty and they still filled it out. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Europe in some cases is really very old school. I remember when I, um, I dated a girl from Austria back in high school to like 17, 18. And she, and she, at that time, her, uh, she was Austrian, her Austrian yeah. identity card, all the information is handwritten on it. Yeah. What? So in order to get, <laughs> so even though she was too young to get into certain clubs, like with a pen, you can just, just, just write whatever you, you want. Just change your age. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, like, uh, I'm not joking. There's, there's the picture and then there's like the line for your yeah. birthday, the line for your name, like, but the officials hand write it in. So you can just change it. <laughs> that is wild. I know this was a while. So I, I'm, it's absolutely probably changed by this point. But I just remember her showing me that, and I was like, "What the frick is the point of that?" And also, a weird thing about IDs is uh, in Germany, uh, I think nowadays you have to uh, up, like get a new life, uh, new ID every five, ten years, whatever it is. But if you weren't in that system before, so you had an ID from like 2015 or before, you keep that same ID for your life. So like my girlfriend's mom has her ID from the DDR with a picture of her when she was like 18 years old. But that doesn't make sense because the, the picture doesn't match you. Like in the, yeah. in the U.S., they make you change it every I think, 10 years or so because that makes sense because your face and your body look exactly. very different. So I know. Like, like what's the point in trying to compare an 18-year-old, a picture of an 18-year-old to the 50-year-old version of that? Yeah, and like, it's just because it has like your weight on it and stuff. It's like I'm going to fluctuate from the time I'm 18 to I'm 70 years old. Like things are going to change. So weird. I know. A lot, a lot of bizarre things with that. And uh, also, a German driver's license is not an ID. True. Cool. Just so you know, a German driver's license, someone asked us this the other day, is not an official ID year. An official ID is an official ID and nothing else. So it's a separate card for no real reason. They could just make them all one and the same like in the right. U.S. But so, so yeah, if, you're, if you are an expat and you move here, you don't get an official uh, ID card for you know being a resident or anything like that. You have to bring... I mean, they tell you you should bring your passport everywhere with you, but that's ridiculous. Who's doing yeah, this? Yeah, and, and the first two months I lived here, I did. I carried my passport in my pocket all the time, but that's, I, that's crazy. But, but I could see it getting bent and destroyed. And it's like, I'm not going to carry this thing as an extra thing in my pocket. Like, like it makes no sense. Or you drop it, like, yeah, that's a passport. That's, that's, that's gold for you. Yeah, but it's, it's so, even you and me, we've lived here years. We don't have an official ID to, that shows the German yeah, ID. You know what I know. I mean? And it's bizarre, too, because the new visas. They used to be stamped in your passport. And I think sometimes they still are, but now they're giving you cards, your visa card. It, it depends how long you're here. Like I think most people, they still get the, the okay. stamp. Yeah. So I'm getting a card next and the card only works with the passport or else it's not valid. Yeah. So even the card, even though, so it, why have a card, even though it looks like an official ID, it's considered not considered an official ID. It's and the fact you need it with the passport. Just put the, put the visa in my passport then if they need to be together. Yeah, it's 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 so bizarre. I remember once I went to the Wacko. Deutsche Post to the post office to to pick up a box from for yeah. me. And they said, you know, Ausweisbitte, you know, your ID, please. Mm -hmm. And I, I pulled out my I pulled out my passport. And she said, Nine, I I, I want your I want your uh, your Ausweis. Like, I'm not like, German. I was like, this is my Ausweis. And I, I pointed to the sticker, which is my visa and my passport. Right, right no where's the id the german government gave me? i'm like this is it They're like she's like no they wouldn't just give you that yeah this is it this is, there's there's literally nothing else this is what has, 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 has someone not from germany ever picked up a package there before like, i don't understand i don't know but this funny thing like, even germans cannot believe that yeah. uh ausländer that uh foreigners do not receive a proper id because it, it's just especially we've lived here years and years like 
paid my taxes, done everything. Like, I just want an ID card so that way when people I ask know. for an ID, I can, because for ages I would carry my California driver's license and half places would begrudgingly take it and half would be like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've used my Rhode Island license and and I've gotten better, better like. But still uh, mixed, mixed uh, reviews, reviews, if you want to say. Then I have like my uh, German uh, healthcare card, which has my picture and my name and my date of birth on it, but that and, does and not work. And it's from Germany, not Rhode Island. And it's from Germany, not yeah. some tiny little state across the ocean. It's so wild and bizarre. Um, I hope Germany changes that at some point. Like, if you're a resident, you should get an ID card. Yeah, I mean that's honestly it's it's a it's a real it's a real concern, and I think they should they should uh, they should change that. Yes. Okay, but let's uh, let's press that gears. track button. Let's yeah, let's shift. Tr- tracks we're gonna shift tracks to um dog shit dog shit (laughs) dog shit there's a lot of it take it away alex you you know everything about dog shit i mean i am a dog shit aficionado let me tell you now why are we talking about dog shit (laughs) i don't know everyone is asking asking, why why on our screen does it say just the two two words (laughs) dog shit so um like many big cities, Berlin has a lot of dog shit on the sidewalks. So you're always going to be looking down, especially in the autumn when there are leaves on the ground. Because you never know what's underneath that leave. Could be some dog shit. Some areas are worse than, worse than others, and some are better than others. But he's, li- fact, he's totally just describing any city on the planet. Yes. So they're but all I like, they're I've like, been thank, a lot you, of cities. thank you for this very uh, generalized information, Alex. Yeah, I've been to a lot of cities, and I really feel like that Berlin has way more dog shit than any other city. You know, we talk about there's a lot of dogs in the city. So therefore, a lot of dogs, a lot of excrement from those dogs. Yeah, but I, most Germans I see, they, they have the proper baggies and they do the thing. Yeah, you don't live in Nikon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> in my area, there's a lot of dog shit. But fun fact, some of that dog shit you see on the sidewalk might not be from a dog. What? Alex, what's it from? Could be a human, <laughs> to be fair. Who said that? But uh, actually, a lot of, uh, some of the times you could be seeing uh, Fox Duty. Yeah, in Berlin, I at random times, usually late at night, like one, two a.m., you're coming home from, or when you could go to bars, or whatever. Yeah, and you look, and there'd just be like foxes, those little fox, just, just like yeah. r- running across the street. Like, the thing is, people forget Berlin is really surrounded by forest and nature, right? And so we are creeping up on on their home turf. So yeah, you see these like uh, family of foxes you running see around. Foxes, you see hedgehogs as well, which is pretty yeah, cool. Wild boars, wild but, boars, which, yeah. is, which are dangerous. Yeah, Berlin has an interesting um, and tons of bunnies life. and lots of bunnies. Lots of bunnies. We were just at uh, Tiergarten taking a walk the other day, and there were just, just tons of bunnies running around. Yeah, a lot of cool birds. Some cranes. Um, is that it? The cra- yeah, cranes. That's a bird. Yeah, yeah, cranes. Yeah, you see some of them too. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it could be fox duty. Just so you know, so you step in, you're like, oh no, it's dog shit. Think to your head, oh no. It could be fox shit. And then you'll feel better. And you'll feel better so about Every it. time you step a dog shit, just say to yourself, eh, it's fox shit. It's a fox shit. It's a cute little fox. It's a cute fox. Anyways. Moving on. <laughs> we're, we're Next one. Uh, In case you didn't know, on Amazon.de, you can click a button that will set it to English. Yeah. Moving on. Just helpful to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll put that down. I'm sure anybody who lives here already knows that. Uh, the German, but, the German Amazon, you could set to English. And you probably did it within the first day that you arrived in Germany. Like for example, my my mom wanted to buy me something on Amazon. So like, oh, go to Amazon.de and it, was, and it was all in German. I was like, oh, you can switch it to English, but you can even search in English. It's not just translated like a Google Translate. Yeah, the whole website's in English. And the description. And actually, I, I have found it even when we switch to English, though about. 20% of the item descriptions don't switch. They are stuck in German. And, right. But, but most of them, yeah, everything, the, 
reviews, everything's in English. So yeah, the reviews will show you like English reviews first, and then the ones in German, and then the international ones. Hmm. So no, I think it's pretty useful to know if you're into, if you use Amazon a lot. Um, or, 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 or you or you are in the States and you know people who live in Germany and you like to send them gifts and you're right. like, ooh, how can I do that? Amazon.com doesn't ship to Germany, but Amazon.de does because it's in Germany. Right, but your Prime does not transfer over. No, you have to get separate Primes. Separate I, I had, Primes. I had Prime in the US and then I came here and suddenly I didn't have Prime. Right. And I had to, we had to pay for separate Prime. It's like Netflix. It doesn't matter where you are. Like, it actually matters for some reason. It's a lot of Prime. Well, my Prime. Anyways, next one. Moving on. Uh, ooh, what do we got? Let us know, Alex. Okay. So this one is um, kind of bizarre, is that when you rent an apartment here, you can have contracts that say you have to like- Not you oh, can, you will. You will probably have a contract when you're, when you're reading through it that says you have to open your windows every day for like 45 minutes a day between one and three o'clock on a full moon. It's really nutty, really nutty things. Or you have to maintain a certain percentage of humidity in your apartment. Um, but they're very, like you said, they're very specific. They don't just say you have to open up your windows or you have to, like they will tell you, you have to maintain your apartment at 75% of humidity or, or yeah, like you said, you have to open your windows exactly this many times per day, depending on the month and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you have to have the, the heat on at this level. And, and it, it's, it's, it's so German because it's such typical German overreach telling you how... And you can what, live in what, your own apartment. What you should do with your window. I mean, in the end, I think they're just so that they're just trying to protect themselves. So if mold occurs, basically they can blame it on you. Be like, right. did you in fact open your window from one till three on these dates? And you know, I don't. But how can I, I how have. can they prove you? Yeah. How can they prove it? They can't. They, there's more rules for it than like vampires have. It, honestly, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's unenforceable and it's just bizarre. But yeah, if you look through a German contract, you'll see weird stuff like that. So, but don't worry. There's nobody who comes <laughs> comes by your house checking that your windows are open or anything like that. Hello. <laughs> Are your windows open? Because I looked outside, I did not see your windows are open. But how is he talking to you if the window isn't already open? He's knocking on my door, you know. Oh, he's talking through the door. Through the door. Creepily at like yeah, I'm looking through the people. 6 a.m. Oh, okay. Yep. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> now, th this next one, Alex has been hesitant to talk about this for a while. But actually a few times. We've had, people uh, have asked. We've had listeners ask about this. They ask, hey, well, what's, what's it like? What's the process of buying a home in Germany? And oddly enough... One of us has done that. Yes. Alex has bought a house. So why don't you tell us that experience? Now, you don't know much because it's your first, but you know more than me, sure. me or the average person. So I you've, did. you've I, got the info. Spill the beans. Uh, I bought an apartment um, not too far from where I live now, two years ago. Still waiting to move in, hopefully in May, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but yeah, just so everyone knows, uh, most Germans don't actually buy it's something like 60% rent or something like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's the reverse of the U.S. Yeah. Total reverse. It's, yeah, it's like 40 or, th or even 30% buy homes. And, and actually has a lot to do with the history. You can look it up. It's, it's, it's actually interesting, the pretty, reasons yeah, why. Pretty fascinating, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we decided we wanted to buy one because we looked at the rent prices, what we wanted to have. We found the rent price and the mortgage price was kind of similar. Um, but it's, it's kind of like any other country when you're, when you're looking it up. A lot of shopping online. Um, going to viewings, going, uh, going to like uh, signing up to newsletters from the companies. Now you you uh, purchased a house that didn't exist because it was a brand new building. Right. So how did you view this home that did not stand? Right. So we looked at an apartment with this guy, and he said, "Do you want to sign up for this newsletter?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." And they said, "Oh, coming in 2021." Well, actually, it's supposed to be 2020, I think. <laughs> coming in 2020, um, this new building. And they said, if you want, you can reserve uh, a spot 
a flat in this building mm-hmm. for free. We're like, yeah, sure, let's reserve it, and then we'll think about it in between. And they had like virtual um, apartment viewings. You know, the whole thing was like a virtual thing. It was kind of cool. So you got to see the what it was going to look like on your computer. Oh, nice. So, so there was a time period where you didn't have to put a deposit or anything down. And no, that, you don't, I'm guessing you don't, at some point they re- then required a hard reservation, right? I mean, no, they don't do that in Germany. They don't do deposits like they do in the States. You don't need to put down 50,000 euro or 25,000 euro, whatever it is. That's where my friend did when he bought his house. Oh, maybe yeah. it's different with who you go through. Yeah. We just had to prove that we had enough money in the bank and then you just start paying what you need to pay. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. But it, it does differ because I have a friend who bought a house and um, yeah, he had to put uh, 10% down. It was like, he had to give like the 30,000 to, um, to Deutsche Bank. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. We just had to prove that we had a certain amount and, uh, and then we just but started what if paying. in the meantime you burn all that on like... Uh, then the bank is going to just, you know, screw us, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing what they tell us. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm less talking about that and more just about, so you got a reservation through this construction company that's making these buildings, right? They just take your word for it that you're going to move in or at no point they required any kind of a proper Well, then we went to go sign the contract and when you have a contract, oh, oh, okay, you okay. have a contract. I got you. Okay. And it's funny when you, when you sign the contracts here, um, you have to do it with a notary and the notary is mm. like really expensive for like... 45 minutes of work. Yeah. And so it's you sitting like in a way too big of a table, you know, it's typically like meeting rooms, you know what I mean? And the people who are selling it and then the notary in the middle of you. And so notary, of course, it's all in German. He'll read the whole contract, the whole way through every single word. And then in between, do you understand? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Okay. For like 45 minutes. Mm. And then at the end. And can I ask, like, so, like, buying a home is an important uh, step for anybody, no matter where you live. This is a a big freaking deal, right? It's a big, big step, yeah. Now, what is it like to go through this whole process really not understanding anything that, like, not understanding the contracts, not understanding, because, like, this is all not only in German, but this is hard legal, hardcore German that you can't even. So basically, you just had to rely on your girlfriend to translate everything for you, right? God bless my girlfriend. She has done so much. And luckily, her brother is also a banker. Mm. Um, So he helped us out as well with rates and and what to, you know, look out for. Nice, nice. And he read the contract for us. And so we had a lot of help on our side. So if I didn't have that, I would definitely hire a lawyer, of course, sure. to get all that stuff done. And then her parents also bought a place. They helped us out with like, oh, we did this with this rate, whatever. And then um, also what's interesting in Berlin, uh, in case anyone's wondering, the interest rates are incredibly low for some reason. Really low, I've heard. Like yeah. really, really low. I'm talking- for the mortgage, yeah. I'm talking hovering around 1% to 2%. Yeah, my friend also, I think his interest rate was 1% or 1.3, yeah. which is insane because in the US they're higher, but in- a way that makes sense. Like the bank wants to make money off right. of you, but here and they're is, barely making any money off of you. It was this is so just like weird. the capital of Europe. So you think it'd be high and there's like a housing market crisis. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense but to it, me. But it's good for you. It's good for anybody. But for us, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So like really not paying that much money to the bank. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of money, but you know what I mean? That's 35 years from now. Um, but yeah, so it, it was an interesting process. Um but yeah, I was very lucky. Like I said, God bless my girlfriend. She did so much work and she's still doing a lot of work because I just can't because I don't understand this jargon or lingo. So yeah, and we've had a lot of problems. Yeah, you've had like, a, an insane amount of delays. So maybe go over that real quick. I mean, yeah, we're supposed to move in between September and December. And I said, because of Corona, be latest March. And I still have not moved in yet. And we're hoping for beginning of May. I'm going to take a look at it tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. And you mentioned... Uh, 
out of the what 30 or 40 apartments uh, about half they oh, did, yeah. they did wrong like wrong they, they floors put, wrong doors put things in the wrong spot like we have a little french balcony on one on two of our windows and our guy we hired someone to check in on the apartment and he said if you step on those like you're gonna die so like that's not good we gotta get that fixed yeah and actually that's a good thing to bring up when you get a house uh, built or i think even when you buy a, a even when you get an pre- old one doesn't house you hire somebody who's called a gut akta uh-huh. and they pretty much get the blueprints the contract not uh, yeah the blueprints the contract looking at what you paid for what it should be and they go through everything and make sure that it's up to code of what it's supposed to be, what you pretty much paid for. They're making sure that it's there. And for us, a lot of it wasn't there. Mm. And I guess in, it is in, what in it the is. states, this would be the exact same as um, the typical like home inspection that you have yes. w- when you're when you're uh, negotiating a house. You have somebody go in, so he can come back and be like, "Oh, actually, the, your found this foundation's awful. It's about to fall down." Right. So ask for half the amount or whatever. It's like know. the guy in the office. It's like I'm like a glorified uh, fact checker. In fact. I am a glorified fact checker. <laughs> right. Our friend back in the States watches a Holmes on Holmes, an amazing uh, construction show. He sometimes would act as a gut Akta. Uh, all of you who know what I'm talking about. I do not. Right on. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like, obviously there's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to go through everything. But yeah, it is possible. People do buy. Um, I mean, if you're in a city, you can get a house a little outside the city for cheaper and bigger, well, but we want it to be in the city and... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Please send in all your home-related questions because Alex loves talking about oh, it. Oh, please don't. Uh, let, let, let's go to next. Uh, let, let's shuffle it up, Jeff. Let's shuffle it up. Hey, guys, the keyboards are different in Germany. Keyboards are different. Moving on. The Z <laughs> and the Y are reversed. And I don't know what you do. So I have a German keyboard and um, on my computer. It's, about a, it's a German computer. But I actually switched it to input in the American way because I'm used to touch typing, but like when I need a specific character that I can't find, like a, like a, like an ampersand, you know, I don't yeah. know where it is. So I kind of just hold down shift and go through like all my buttons until oh, I just God. find it. And, so I don't feel like switching back to German. And also because the German alphabet has more letters because it has the O with an umlaut, A with an right. umlaut, et cetera. So the German keyboard actually has a few a few more keys that you will not find on an American right. keyboard. Yeah, and I actually, I have my, my laptops from the States. So you have no worries. So I'm still, yeah, and again, I'm touch typing as well, so I wouldn't want to switch either. When I do uh, freelance work and they provide me an office, I'm always typing, and then, yeah, switching the Ys and the Zs and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's screwing it up. And, um, and the parentheses and everything else is all, it's all in different spots. That's why switch to, the, switch to the English and just touch type the whole way there. Yeah, e- I mean, easier, to, of course, to type in German on a German keyboard because you have the um, yes, um, you have the double S, and, and, and you have the all the... Letters with umlauts and and speaking of that, when you type in, do you ever type in German on your phone? Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. But but uh, the iPhone's not that bad. Like if you want to oath umlaut, you just press the O, hold it down, right? Then it gives you a little menu, and you, you can click the option of oath umlaut, which is really nice. The problem is, I have my autocorrect is always all over the place. Oh, true. Like I'm just typing a word, and it gives me some random German word, or gives me a random English word, and it's not consistent at all. Especially when I'm like swipe tech, like swipe typing. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been a fan of the swipe. Type yeah, I swipe all the time, but mm-hmm. it's it's really um, if you if you if you're speaking bilingual on your phone, it gets very very confused. Yeah, because with phones, I mean, you really have to choose. Do you want to spell check German or spell check English? Right. But you know, as as you know, we speak like a little bit of Danglish when we're typing, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's all over the place. So, so if you're gonna move, uh, get used to just just typing wrong all the time. Just get used to so many problems. There's like problems slapping you in the face all day. It's going to be a great time. Mo- moving is so worth it. 
Speaking of problems, uh, there's one like a quick one cash related that maybe you didn't know. Yeah. But but uh, actually, if you've been a tourist in Europe, you've probably encountered this already. Yeah, the uh, ATMs here or Geldautomat, if you're looking for one, are um, they're everywhere. If you, if they're usually pretty expensive unless you have one of these cards that don't charge uh, for any things. Anyways, if you get anything in segments of 50 or 100, you only get 50-year-old bills like 99% of the time. You won't get two 20s and a 10 or five 10s. You're always going to get 50-year-old bills. And these and 50 is hard enough. I mean, 100, you're never going to, nobody's going to let you use it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you want you have 50, you want to get a beer at a spatie for like a euro and you're like, I, I'm sorry. And even 50, they'll look at you like you just killed their grandmother. They'll yeah. be like, really? And they have to accept it and you feel really bad. I, I don't, I, I'm I, always I, like, I've been turned down sorry. with a 50 before. They don't have to accept it. They have turn, to accept it legally. They have to accept their I, money. I've been turned down before. Or That's crazy. They're just, no, but it's like, they're just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I always feel, I always say sorry. Like I, I look at it and I kind of like roll my eyes, my shoulders up like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and give them the 50 because like there's nothing I can do about it. I need to change it somewhere. I have to buy yeah. something. But but a good uh, tip for all of you, you uh, traveling in Europe or you're living in Germany, whatever, ask for like 70 or 80 euro because then you're guaranteed you get a $50 bill plus a 10 and a 20 or right. three tens or ask for 40 instead of 50 you know what i mean and then you'll get a smaller bills. like always always ask for above or below 50 because then you're guaranteed at least a few small bills and then you can save that 50 for next time at you're at like a restaurant and you have a big uh, right totally like more like 15 euros something like that uh, but just yeah, keep just that something in mind. i know it's, it's super annoying it's really embarrassing sometimes yeah it's but it's just yeah when you, you i've seen people that tour so i think even my mom and dad a few times they go to because they're, they're here for weeks so they go withdraw Two, three hundred euro, whatever. Yeah, and then they have like three hundred euro bills, and it's like, and those are absolutely useless. Oh yeah, and I, I was like, good, good luck <laughs> using that unless you go and buy, <laughs> buy like a scooter or something. You can. How do you fit a hundred euro bill in your wallet? They're enormous, because, like the size of like an A four paper. Yeah, because the the bills, um, the bigger the denomination is, the the, the wider they are, and so like yeah, they, they the stick, bigger they, they stick out of your wallet, and it's super annoying. Yeah. Even the 50s kind of in my wallet, that kind of creeps out. So, Mine too. They always bend a little bit. So, so it shows everybody that, oh, he's got some cash, and I hate that. Yeah, so. it's awful. Um, um, but yeah, interesting. There it is. Moving yes. on. There it is. Um, Jeff, cranes and scaffolding. What, what are we talking about here? Uh, these are um, equipment used in home and uh, you know commercial construction. Cool. Thanks. Next. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the reason he brings this up. Uh, is because, you know, and I'll, I'll just tell you a story real quick. Okay. So the first time I backpacked through Europe, I was 18, first time going all over Europe with my friend. By the end of it, our joke was that, hey, you know what? We should open a scaffolding and crane store because yeah. we would be billionaires. Because Absolutely. It, because, I mean, you, of course, you see construction around the U.S., but you, you know how it is. In Europe, things are old. Things are old, but also it just seems like everything is always under construction or, yeah. or being refurbished or being pressure washed. And so, <laughs> and so sometimes you'll have this thing like you're like, I came to the city just to see this one building and yeah. it's covered in scaffolding or, or you'll look across the skyline of Berlin and you'll literally see like 12 different cranes just like, you know, across the distance. It's to so fair, crazy. I, like the ones in Berlin, I actually love the cranes in the skyline. I think cranes are really cool looking. Mm. Um, but yeah, like when you travel through Europe, if you're ever traveling through Europe or, or you live here and you want to go to different countries, whatever, um, keep in mind that one thing you really might want to see, like you said, might be going like, I remember I went to uh, Rome 
and we're walking mm. around. I was like, let's go to the Trevi Fountain, you know, like it's beautiful. First time in Rome? First time in Rome. Oh, uh, no. Walking around. Uh, yeah, we were in Rome and we're walking around the streets and my girlfriend was like, oh, this is where the Trevi Fountain is. Like, oh, cool. Let's go see it. And uh, of course, it was like a giant scaffolding in front. Mm. No water. You can kind of peek through a bit and see like some of the statues there. But it was so disappointing. And then it's like, we should Google it. I'll show you what it looks like when it's actually like, oh, cool. So I'm standing in front oh, of it, no. looking at a picture on Google to see what it should look like. Same thing when I went to um, Barcelona. I want to see the... Uh, uh, Sagrada Familia, this really beautiful church. Oh, the very famous one. Yeah. Very famous one. Yeah. Covered in scaffolding. I can see the back uh, of it, kind yeah. of. But yeah, so like it's going to happen, but that's part of the experience of going through Europe. Like, shit is really old here, and, and so they got to keep it up, keep you know? I mean, it's it's bad enough for us, but for us, you know, hey, next year we can revisit whatever. We can go back I, I know easy. a lot of you in the States, sometimes that trip you make to Europe or to Rome or whatever, like that's the one time in your life you're going because it's expensive to fly from yeah, there. Yeah, of course. And you fly all the way there and then sometimes, yeah, you go to that one thing you wanted to see and it's just under construction for whatever yeah. reason and I feel so bad, but what can you do? It's all it's all about luck. What can you do? Yeah, at least they have in front of the construction sites like, this is what this is. Like, cool, thanks. <laughs> Real helpful. Actually, sometimes what they do is they'll... Uh, They'll wrap it in this, in the, like the biggest photograph ever of the thing. So, True. So, it, so it almost looks like the thing is still there, not under construction. Like, Whoa, you fooled me. Yeah, yeah. No, it, but it's kind of. I prefer that than just like normal scaffolding. Yeah. You know? True. Like True. they actually try to like. So from a, from a distance, you can't really tell. <laughs> but, I mean, you can, but but at least at least you get like a. a it's, it actually kind of looks weird. It looks like a two D building in a three D life. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's really weird. Now, Alex, a uh, a shuffle would not be complete without something About toilet related or toilet bathroom related. related. So, what what do we got today? Let's flush this down. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this, this this is a good way to end the shuffle to <laughs> to flush this down, like you said. Um, just this just actually more a PSA. It's not even a topic, to be honest. But if you are coming from a country where you can't flush toilet paper in Germany, you can't flush toilet paper, just so you know. No. You can wipe your butt, put the toilet paper right in the toilet, and flush it down. No worries, guys, okay? If you're, if no. you're if, if, <laughs> the pipes are big enough here, and I know in some places they're not, but here they are. So we thought this was really, really oh important for us to tell you guys, so okay? Our, our, our friend Misha, he... <laughs> He, he he recommended this now, and f f fair enough because because as he mentioned, uh, like places like Mexico and even in some places in Greece, in Greece whatever, yeah. um, so in some places in Europe, uh, the uh, yeah, like actually yeah yeah when I was in Crete uh, this past summer yeah, uh, in a, we were in our hotel and there's a little like note above the toilet and it says like. Please put everything in the the waste. In the, Please put your in the duty towels in yeah, the toilet. Yeah. Put all toilet paper in the trash can, which I'll be honest, is so hard to do because hard. I do not want to put poopy paper in a, <laughs> the trash can where everybody can see it. Like it's just, it's just gross. It's so nasty. But like no, the pipes are be, small, you know, it sucks. I'll be honest, like there was some times where I just flushed that sucker because it was just too I know. too raunchy to put into the. I know. But, but, but anyways, like we bring this up because for some of you. This is how it is, but just so you know, in Germany, you it's not just, like that, man. You can you, just flush away. It's the luxuries you don't you don't think you have, but you do have. You can also drink the tap water here, so there you go. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> don't you go top water on the toilet though don't recommend that but you could it's clean and we have streets and cars and everything so. i know it's wild so. actually my girlfriend's <laughs> brother told me he was visiting the states and some an american asked him uh he's like so do you guys have like running water in, in like streets in germany oh yeah, yeah. and uh, actually <laughs> i half dated this uh, girl from israel i think or ukraine i can't remember um for a very, very short period of time, like when I first arrived and she refused to drink the water in, in Berlin. So like every day she had to buy like three huge, like liter bottles of water oh to like brush her teeth. And, all, and I told her, I was like, you know, Germany's, it's very clean and safe. You can shower and you can brush your teeth and, yeah, you and the, drink water, the water. The water in Berlin, I think is actually really good. Very full of calcium. So it's really True. hard to keep your bathroom clean because it's covered in calcium. Yeah, it's like the, this this hard water, and it, so it puts hard uh, it puts water spots on everything. Especially, everything, especially if you have like um those glass doors in your shower. Yeah, you're gonna be washing those for, for just endlessly. I like mean, anytime I clean my, you know, like the faucet thing, the thing where the water comes out of, it's like a bath. Mm. I don't know what it's called. Whenever I clean that, it's clean for one day. First shower, it looks dirty again because the water spots yeah. just everywhere. So you have to get used to that. Um, hot water boilers, like a kettle. At the bottom, you have like all this white calc, calcium. So that's why you're always buying the Essig, the like this vinegar, or whatever, right? To clean it out, and it is what it is. But um, yeah, very interesting. But now that we it's not now that we calcium, now that we flushed that turd, <laughs> let's move on to the whiskey. Yes, let's move on to the whiskey, Jeff. Again, for those who don't remember, we're drinking the Hammerhead Czech Vintage Single Malt Whiskey, aged 23 years. I cannot keep it together right now. Wait, did you say the Czech Vintage? Yes, it's Czech Vintage Single Malt Whiskey. Doesn't vintage refer to time, not location? Well, the, it's a vintage single malt whiskey. Okay. They're, they're, they're really pushing the 23 years thing. Which, fair enough. It's, I mean, which is old, fair yeah. enough. And it's weird because... Didn't, wasn't our red breasts like 20 or 19 or something like that? I think the highest we've had was 18, which Alba Feldi, I think was mm. 18. I think 23 is weird. Red I think, I think 15. usually it's like a 20-year or a 25-year. Well, I, I think it's 23 because that, it's just that, when they found they discovered it. Discovered these bottles. Discovered the, well, the, the barrels. Cheers, let's review this. Yeah. Sucker. Oh, boy, I poured a lot. I've been drinking it throughout the episode. I've thoroughly enjoyed very it. Very much. Yeah. Uh, I think it's our third pour we've had. And it's, I'm, it's just that's good. why I'm talking about duties at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's but tasty. It's really tasty. I'm 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 really enjoying. I'm, I'm actually liking it more the more we drink it. It does have a nice smoothness. It's very easy to drink. It's got a bold flavor. I find mm-hmm. it doesn't last forever. But, no. um but it's bold. Uh, burn it's, it's, is burn is okay as it's well. It's unique, I think. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I, I th- okay, name an example. I think we've had times where we've had. These kind of older whiskeys, mm. and they don't quite, or expensive whiskeys, they don't quite live up. Like the Abafeldi you thought wasn't fantastic for how old and how expensive it was. For 100 euro or whatever. Right. And then, and then um, maybe it was the Glen Farkless was like a 15 year, and it was only yeah. like 35 euro, and that didn't quite live up to a 15 year. But huh. um, this one, I think uh, for a 23 year old whiskey, I think it, it's, it's not like a mace, but it's, it's pretty pretty darn good. What can I say? I say it's, it's, it's a very good whiskey. Um I mean, is it 23 years good? I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but yeah, what, I mean, what, yeah what does that mean? It's very, very smooth, like incredibly smooth. It goes down super easy. The flavor is good. Uh, it's got a nice aftertaste. It's got a uniqueness to it. It's also, to it. good story so, behind it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, just like, uh, with my gut, which is like an eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Dude, my gut was 8.5, and yeah. I, I, hate, I hate giving the 0.5s. You've so. been giving 0.5s for the last like 10 episodes. No. Yeah. No. Look, it's like one or two. What do you think, guys? Have I been giving you for 10 episodes? I don't think so. Okay. 
Yeah. But yeah, eight and a half. <laughs> it's good stuff. I, I definitely recommend 8. getting this. And and it's and I think I don't know how many they have of these considering it's twenty three years and they found it and it was distilled before the That's wall came down. Is, it's is a it, cool historical. Is this a real is this a real story, though? I Googled it, and, and it said it was. I mean, I guess... On their website? No, on another website, but I oh, guess okay. it, the, that probably they were the source. So I'm not sure, you know... Because as a company, they can't just keep... Go, like, like they don't have an endless supply, right? Because they can't keep uh, distilling right. 1989 whiskey, you know what I mean? Because But I guess they found, like, a buttload of barrels. And, you know, th- think about every... Uh, Glenn, Glenn Levitt, that's 12 years old, you know? Yeah, but that's because every oh, they year keep making them true. they keep making another yeah, 12 years. But, but this, if if this is just a one-off. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how rare it is. I don't, I don't know how many bottles there are. They should probably put that on the box somewhere. Let's see. Um, yeah, is this like one of? No. So I don't know. Maybe the whole story is bullshit, to be honest. I'm not sure. If it is, it's great marketing, but... Either way, it's a good whiskey. I recommend buying it. Yeah, regardless, it's a 23-year-old Czech whiskey. It's tasty. Yeah, Czech Republic. Um, not too expensive. So, um, I mean, it, it, I mean, you know, if, if you're like limited in cash, it's expensive. But it's not, as far as whiskey in general goes, it's yeah, not It's, it's, it's a decent price for something that's over, you know, 12-year-olds. Anyways, we're rambling again, Jeff. This is good whiskey. You should buy it. That was the, uh, that was the shuffle. Shuffle worthy or not. And that was episode 60. Did you pretend I didn't say that? What, I don't know what you said. I said shelf worthy or not. Oh, shelf worthy or not? We can't say that because it's above fifty euros. Mm, maybe we need, maybe we shouldn't have such. Maybe, but, maybe shelf worthy should be like a state of mind. I think I think it's shelf worthy. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's something unique to have on your shelf. A Czech whiskey. That's unique. That's cool. That's I cool agree. stuff. Shelf yeah. worthy. Sure. Boom. Um, let's move on. Stamped. Uh, but yeah, you know, throw us some five star reviews if you like it. If you think we're less, then give us less or whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, you can find us on agdwpodcast.com. We got all the yes. goodies there, the goodie bag. Go check out the goodie bag. I'm going to stop saying goodie bag. And again, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Yes. Oh, and, and, and thanks again. We were. But we're still receiving a few uh, donations, so thank you very much for that. It really it does help because um, you know, as you know, our our sponsorships are not endless. Uh, right. So uh, we need this money to keep to keep going and giving you the good stuff. We really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. Let's let's uh, cheers. Cheers. I don't know. Uh, goodbye and check. So I'll just. I don't either. I'll just go Russian. Dosvidanya. <laughs>